Right, boys and girls, you can come to the front if you want to. It is great to see you all. Have you had a good morning? Have you had a good weekend? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look like you have. Have you had a good day so far? Yeah. I'm going to tell you about the real Easter story. That, f that first Easter weekend, because as Peter's been saying, this is the news, isn't it? This is the real news. There's a big question that we have to ask ourselves and we have to be able to answer. Did Jesus Christ come? Did he die? And did he rise again? Yes. Yes, Jonathan. Jonathan says yes. Well, we could stop, but I've got a bit more to say than that. I'd like to ask you another question. Let's say when you came into the school this morning, you'd seen a burglar who'd broken in with stuff on his back, running away from the school, and Mick at the front was shouting, stop! What would you think we should do? What do you think, you? I think we should arrest him. Well, if I could arrest him, I would, or who else, what else could we do? Call the police. Call the police. I'm glad you're here, mate. And I'm glad you're here. Call the police. And if the police came, what would the police ask? What sort of things would the police ask? Sam was a bit like, not sure. Jonathan, you bang on the... What, what, what the burglar looks like? Fantastic. I thought I might have to go through four or five <laughs> to get that. What did he look like? And if you'd seen what he looked like, you could tell him, couldn't you? You could say, he was this big, or she, might be a she, and he was this tall, and he looked like this, and he was wearing this. And you would be called something. Because you'd seen it, you would be called something there, and what do you think? A witness. You would be a witness, or an eyewitness, because you had seen it. And you could tell the police all about it. Well, do you know what? You'd be a superhero. You'd be a superhero. It's not what I wanted. Save that for next time. <laughs> In the story of Jesus that we're going to look at now, there were eyewitnesses. There were people that saw what really happened. We're going to go to three places in this first part. We're going to go... Here is the news, yeah. We're going to go and think about what happened. Now, if we'd had all the social media that we have today, if we'd had the internet and if we'd had BBC News and if we'd had all the headlines, if people had had to ask what the headlines might have looked like, here's what some of them might have looked like. Man rises from the dead. The mystery of the missing body. Who was it who rolled the stone away? Followers accused as Jesus disappears. All these types of things, and you can probably think of better ones, as people tried to report and say what they'd seen. But we're going to go to three places today to look at this. The first one, what's that? What does that say, anybody? The garden. We've gone back to this week. We're on the Thursday night, and this place is the garden, and it's called the Garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus had gone to this garden with his disciples, and he'd gone to do something. Does anybody know? what he'd gone to do, Nahum. Pray. He'd gone to pray. And he'd gone to pray, and he'd gone to pray, and he'd gone to pray. 
And Peter and James and John had gone into the garden with him as he prayed. Do you know why he was praying? Why was he praying, Sam? Well, I think that's a pretty good answer because he knew that he was going to die the next day. Jesus had come to understand the full enormity, the full scale of what was going to happen that next day, that God had sent him into this world and that the punishment that we deserve for the things we'd done wrong, Jesus would take there on the cross. And now that time was here and the next day was going to be the most awful day, the most horrendous day. And Jesus knew it was about to come. And so he went and he prayed and the Bible said he actually lay flat on the floor and he prayed and he prayed and he looked and where's our witnesses? Peter, James and John, imagine it was you three. And when Jesus looked around, do you know what they were doing? Does anyone know what they were doing? They were sleeping. And Jesus said, couldn't you stay awake? And he went and he prayed some more. And the Bible says, as he prayed, he sweated so much, it was like great drops. And when he turned around again, he said, Peter, James, and John. And what were they doing? <laughs> Sleep again. And Jesus said, get up, because it's time. It's time. And into the garden walked a man. And into the garden walked a man with a mob of people behind him. Does anyone know who that man was who walked into the garden? Judas. What had Judas come to do? Betray. To betray Jesus. He betrayed him for a sum of money. Does anybody know how many? Go on, name. 30 pieces of silver and as Judas walked into the garden he said there he is there's the one you want and he did something to show the, the crowds that mob was with him which one Jesus was do you remember what he did he kissed him and the mob took Jesus and took him away do you know what the disciples did do you know what the disciples did when the mob took Jesus can anyone remember they ran away. Well, Peter tried to fight a bit. He cut off someone's ear. I always thought that was strange. Why? You wouldn't think that's the first thing to do, is it? If you want to fight, cut someone's ear off. But the disciples ran away and the mob took Jesus. And do you know what they did? They put him on trial in the middle of the night and they put him in front of the high priest who asked him all these questions. Who are you? Are you the son of God? Are you the king of the Jews? And they took him. And then we go and we see our eyewitness, Peter. Where's Peter now? They've taken Jesus. Peter's in a little courtyard and he's standing in front of a fire and he's trying to warm himself. And somebody walks past and says, I recognise you. I rec I'm sure I recognise you. You were with Jesus. And Peter said, no, not me. And, and a girl walked past and said, I recognise you. You were with Jesus. Are you one of Jesus's followers? And what did Peter say? No, not me. And did it again. And Peter denied Jesus three times, just like Jesus had said that he would. Peter was scared. 
The disciples were scared. And then we go to another place. So on this next place is the hill. You see, they took Jesus and now it's the Friday morning and they'd sent him from the Jewish high priests to the Roman governor. And this man who had a bit of a funny name was called, what was the Roman governor called? Who? Pilate, not an airplane pilot, Pilate. And he asked Jesus all sorts of questions and said, are you who they say you are? Are you the son of God? Are you the king of the Jews? What have you come for? And sent him to a man called Herod. And Herod asked Jesus all these questions. And when they'd finished, they said, we don't find anything wrong with him. There's nothing wrong with this man. And Pilate went to the doors of his balcony that would overlook where the crowd were gathered. And there was a big crowd outside and they all wanted to see what was going to happen. And Pilate said to the crowd, I can't see anything wrong with this man. We've asked him all these questions. There is nothing wrong with him. He does not deserve to die. And the crowd said, we want him to die. Crucify him. And Pilate said, there's nothing wrong with him. I find nothing wrong. And the crowd said, you've got another prisoner called Barabbas. Release him and give us Jesus. And so they did. And Jesus was taken and he was made to carry his cross. I don't know, Nathan, you think you're strong. If I gave you this bench and asked you to put that bench on your back, you couldn't carry that. And Jesus carried it. And then a man called Simon carried the wood and they took him and they killed him on the cross. Now, all these things were predicted in the Old Testament. There were lots of places where Jesus' life and his death were predicted in the Old Testament writings. You can see some of them up here as they come up, that he would face a trial, that he would be beaten, how he would die, that the soldiers would take his clothes and they would cast lots for it, that Jesus would die as a sacrifice to sin and that he would rise again. And watching at the cross was Mary and other ladies they saw what happened. The soldiers saw what happened. The crowd saw what happened. There were the eyewitnesses. And when Jesus died, two men called Joseph and Nicodemus, they took his body down and they wrapped it in linen and put spices and things on it. And they took it to the tomb. And that's the third place we go to this morning. We go to the tomb. Might have looked something like this. And what day is it now? Now it's the Sunday morning and it's dark and some of the women go to the tomb and they want to see the body and they want to put spices on it. It's a bit like putting flowers at a grave. And see that stone? See how big it is? Who thinks they're strong? Jonathan, how strong do you feel this morning? This strong. Do you think you could push that stone? You do? Maybe. Maybe not. And as the women were going to the tomb, they thought, how are we going to shift the stone? Who's going to roll it away? But as they got to the tomb, they had a huge, huge shock and surprise. I don't know what's the biggest surprise you've ever had. You probably can't think of a question like that, can you, on your feet? But as the women got to the tomb, the stone was rolled away. And the Bible says that they saw a figure in white like an angel sitting at the entrance to the tomb saying, you're looking for Jesus. He's not here. 
he is risen. What would you have thought if that was you? How would you have felt? Shocked? Surprised? Scared? Confused? And the angel said, go and tell the disciples that he is not here, that he is risen. And so they went back as fast as they could and they found the disciples and they told Peter and they told John and they told the others, you'll never guess what's just happened and what we've just seen. The Bible says that Peter and John ran to the tomb like a little race and it says that John got there first and he got to the entrance to the tomb and he looked in and he just hesitated and Peter went past him into the tomb and saw, what did he think he saw? What did he see, Thomas? Nothing, pretty much nothing. The body had gone. He just saw that the clothes were folded on the side. Jesus was not there. But where was Jesus? See, the Bible says that when John walked into the tomb, it just says something very simple. It says he saw and believed. John saw and believed. But where was Jesus? Did anyone see him? We're thinking of eyewitnesses. Mary comes back to the tomb a bit later and she doesn't really perhaps know what to think. She thinks that the body of Jesus has just been moved and she's outside the tomb, sad, and here's somebody behind her and she says, I don't know where they've taken the body of my Lord. And there's a man behind her and he says, who are you looking for? Why are you crying? And she says, they've taken my Lord away. Tell me where they've taken him. And she thinks that this man is somebody who works there, is a gardener. And that man says one word. The man says, Mary, Mary. And Mary realizes who it is. Who was it? Jesus. Jesus. And she says, teacher, teacher. And Mary sees that this is Jesus. And then what about the disciples? Did they see? Well, they're meeting together later that day and they're in a room and they've locked the door, the Bible says, because maybe they're still scared. Who's going to come for them next? And the Bible just says very simply that Jesus appeared to them in the room where they were. What is going on? What's happening? And Jesus says to them, he says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, now I am sending you. You see, those disciples were about to be transformed. Their lives were about to be turned upside down because now they had work to do. They had a mission to do. Now, boys and girls, is there anybody famous that you like? If I told you that Stephen Gerrard was in the foyer, would you go? Would you believe me? Who's the, who, think of a famous woman. You're all silent. Who? Mary Berry. Mary Berry. <laughs> if I told you that Mary Berry was in the foyer, harsher, would you leg it down there to have a look? <laughs> or would you say, what would you say, Nate? If I told you Stephen Gerrard was out there, would you go? No. Why not? If I told you Dan Walker was here three or four weeks ago, would you have believed me? There you go. Now, boys and girls, why would you not believe me? Why would you not believe me? Because... Well, 
Maybe you would say, I want to see this for myself. And there was one person who wasn't convinced because the disciples, when they'd been together in that room, one person hadn't been there when Jesus appeared. And there was one man who said, do you know what? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. The disciples said, you know, Jesus was here. He was dead, but now he's alive and we saw him and he was here. And one wasn't there, hadn't been there. And he said, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Does anybody know who that was? Yeah, it was Thomas. And he said, I don't believe it. The only way I would believe it is if I could see him for myself and if I could touch his hands and see where the nails had been and put my hand on his side where the spear had been, that is the only way I would believe it. Well, the Bible says that later on, a short while later, the disciples were together again and they were in a room and the room was locked and the Bible just says that Jesus appeared to them and that Jesus went over and Thomas was there and he went to Thomas and he said, Thomas, Touch my hand and see where the nails were and touch my side and see where the spear was. And Thomas looked at Jesus and he did these things. And do you think Thomas believed him then? Do you think Thomas believed? Yeah, he did. And Thomas said, my Lord and my God. And Thomas saw the risen Lord. And Jesus said to Thomas, he said something important. He said, because you have seen me, you believed, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet still believe. You see, so what is the question that maybe one or two may be thinking at this Easter time or even today? Because if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, if Jesus didn't even come to this earth, well, we don't have anything. But if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then what do we have? We don't have anything to say to you today, do we? If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, but if the resurrection did happen, then what does that mean? We've got three Bible verses to look at as we close this morning, or three Bible passages. We're going to see what the Apostle Paul says about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He said that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures and that he was seen by Peter, there's our eyewitnesses, and by the twelve and after that he was seen by over 500 people at once of whom the greater part remained so there's still, some were still alive and some had died and after that he was seen by James and then all the apostles and then by Paul himself in a very special way. You see, there'll always be people, won't there, who say, well, Jesus didn't really rise from the dead, did he? But the Apostle Paul says, yes, Jesus did die, just like he said he would, just like all those prophecies that we put up on the screen had said that Jesus would come and live like this and this would happen to him and he would die and he would rise again. Paul said he did. If I went home later and I said to the children, I said, you know what? Jonathan wasn't in church today. And Sam would look at me and say, yes, he was. And I'd say, well, I didn't see him, so he wasn't there. And Nathan would say, yes, he was there. How would you know he was there? Because you can see him. He was there. 
But what does it mean that Jesus rose from the dead? What if all those people then did see him? Is that nice for them? But what does it mean for me? What does it mean for you today? Because those people, those disciples in particular, they had their lives changed. They had their lives transformed. They went from being scared. Do you remember they ran away? The start of our story. On the, the Thursday, the Friday, they ran away. They scattered. And it wasn't too long before they were going out into every city, into every place, fired up by the gospel of Jesus, fired up by his message, willing to be perhaps killed for their faith because they'd been changed, because they could stand in the public squares and they could stand and shout, Jesus is Lord. You see, Jesus said something about how this happens in John's gospel. See, the Bible tells us that we have a problem in our lives and the Bible calls that problem sin. Why is that, that a problem? Because it separates us from God. Now, Sam, I'm sorry to tell you this, but this morning, while you were still asleep, it's not very often that I'm up while you're still asleep, but that's what happened this morning. And Sam had given me 10 pounds to look after, but I've decided, Sam, to steal it. So now this is my 10 pounds and I'm going to keep it. Do you think that's fair? What do you think should happen? If I steal Sam's 10 pounds, what do you think should happen? Anybody? You should go in jail. I should go in jail. <laughs> wow. I do not want to sit before Judge Jonathan. <laughs> what do you think should happen, Chloe? I should give him 10 pounds back. Any other options? What, there is a third option. What's the third option? Uh, run away. Run away? I hadn't thought of that one. Hugh? Say sorry. say sorry. And I could say to Sam, I'm sorry. And if I said, Sam, I'm really sorry for stealing your £10, what could you do? This is the big moment, you see. Sam could let me off or Sam could say, give us it back. What do you think Sam's going to do? What do you think Sam's going to do? Is he going to let me off? Or is he going to say, I want it back and I want Judge Jonathan to send you to jail? <laughs> That's the choice, isn't it? Is he going to let me off or not? Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 6 that we have to come to him because he says, I am the way and the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through me. There's some big things there, isn't there? Some big, important things. You know, he says, I am the way. Now, if I said to uh, Thomas, how do we get to your house? I'll come to your house now. How do I get there? Could you tell me the way? Maybe. If I said to Nahum, then how do we get to your house? Could you tell me? Yeah? Yeah. What's the way to your house? Go down Egbert Road. Go down Egbert Road. Is that the only way to your house? Could we go around Sefton Park? Yeah. We could go around Sefton Park, or could we go even further? So there's a few ways that we could get to your house. But Jesus said, I am the way. I am the only way to God. And some people don't like to hear that because they think, well, if there is a God, I'll find him in my own way, in my own time. I don't really want him coming and telling me what to do. 
and how to live. But Jesus said, I am the way. He came and what he did on the cross in defeating death and rising again proves he is the way. And Jesus said, I am the truth. Has anyone told a lie this weekend? Nobody wants to admit it. Maybe you have. Did Jesus ever sin? Did Jesus ever lie? He always spoke the truth, but he said, I am the truth. I am the truth. I've come to bring God's word to you and I am the truth. And he says, I am the life. We live and we die, but Jesus is talking about the eternal life with God that we can have with him. And Jesus proved that he was the life when he rose from the tomb. You know what, boys and girls, if Jesus didn't defeat death that day, then how could he say he was the life? And if Jesus didn't defeat death when he said he was going to, which he did, then how could he be the truth? And if Jesus isn't the truth, then how could we believe him when he says he is the way to God? But if he is the life, and if he is the truth, and if he is the way, then what must we do? Jesus says, come to the Father through me. Come to the Father through me. And that's why Jesus came. And that's why God's plan of salvation was fulfilled and was completed in all that he did. And so there on that first Easter Sunday, the power of God was proved and was shown, wasn't it? For all time. I'm going to finish here. But Jesus had been at another grave not too long before. That was a man called Lazarus. And Jesus was there and Lazarus had died and his sisters, Mary and Martha, were there. And at the tomb, Jesus said to them something very important. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Sorry, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And Jesus asked them a question and he said, do you believe this? And Martha said, yes, Lord, I believe this. That's the question that we have today. Do you believe this?